This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. podcast uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. What up, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. What up, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up? Hey, Welcome to season four, episode five of the All Love No Fear podcast with me, your host, KB, and my handsome host, Meta Poetic Bennett. Yes. La la la. This is season four, episode five. Yes, yes. All right. Yes. Um, Join. Well, thank you for joining us. It's yes. been a week, y'all. Um, yeah, it's it's been a week. Before we get started, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Rest in all you do to Sir Earl Simmons, aka also known Darkman, as Darkman X, X, aka DMX, the D, the X, uh, Rough Riders. All that. All that. All, all that. that. Yonkers um, finest. Yonkers finest. Yeah. Um, and I, I, like, I, I think it took me a long time to actually process it when it happened. Cause like, I, I feel like I knew it was happening. Right. So I like, in my mind, I was like, I'm, I'm ready for this. And like, I don't know if, I still don't know if I really, really process it. Same. <laughs> well, same. Same. Um, I, I, because, I, cause I, cause I, cause I know what kind of impact he had on me just in terms of hip hop in general. I think right. he was kind of like my introduction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because Cause I I um cause I I I, I told you like my yeah I, I I remember buying the um and then there was X album mm-hmm. um I remember taking time to memorize the lyrics to Rough Riders Anthem mm-hmm. which you still remember yes because it's fantastic <laughs> um <laughs> I remember like just the impact that he had mm-hmm. on there. Right. Um. I I remember always with every album he had he had like a prayer that was just mm-hmm. fly. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Um. And like it, it was just he was he was a person who like I felt like I always wanted to meet. Mm-hmm. And like he was I, I I think his impact will will always be felt. Facts. Big um, facts. I I appreciate all 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 that he's um all they have done. Yes. Um, I, I think, you know, to your point about kind of the processing part is because it was like the reporting on it was so inconsistent. Like it was like, he's gone. No, he's not gone. He's gone. So it was just like we kept going back and forth on whether he was still alive or not for like a day or two. Yeah. And, you know, it was like you and, don't, you don't know I, how to process it when it's like you keep being told yes, then no, yes, then no, yes, yeah. then no. So I think that's part of it to where it's like you you it's not like you don't believe it but you you're almost like you don't know what to do 
yeah. with yourself when it, when it's finally like okay his family has confirmed this information etc etc because i think the night before or maybe two nights before like there were different celebrities posting i know claudia jordan um had re- tweeted something and then deleted it because he was like girl who told you that that's not true yeah and then i saw tiny had posted something and then i think she deleted it before like it was officially announced like I, I, I like his manager came out at one point and was like, no, that's not true. He's still yeah. alive. Keep praying I, for him. I, blah, I, blah, I, blah. I think he was still alive. I, I think what happens and it happens every time is that like the news outlets are trying or are, are just trying, trying to be first, trying to be first to say it. Yeah. So like they're trying they, they, like anytime someone says finds out like here's anything, they'll just quickly. Oh, let me just put it out real quick. Yeah. Because they're, try- they're trying to do that. So it's like like the major outlets still wait to like real confirmation uh-huh. but like a lot of the smaller ones would just put it out yeah just to be like the, my whole thing just was to be the first one to hear it like i was legit checking tmz i'm like if tmz didn't say it then it's not true yeah like it's like, it's, so, it's, so, hila- so. it's hilarious that tmz is now the official confirmer yeah. of things but it was like when the different celebrities were posting i was like but the, what, what tmz said if harvey and them at tmz ain't say nothing then it's not real yeah like but it's, it's true it's like certain certain things that like they're, they're usually more accurate yeah like um, the, most be, of the time when they post something it is it is legitimately confirmed it's a fact yeah like he, he probably was on life support and someone was like that and like like if it, 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 it might have leaked from like one of the doctors that like they were trying to figure out what to do about it mm-hmm. and it was like oh they're like they're they're they're, they're determining it now let them know what he's like you know what i'm saying like it's it just wasn't confirmed and like i i think i i think when people do that it's it's it, it is disgusting yeah. Just, just let just wait till they put an official statement. Right. Wait till the family or the person who represents the family puts the statement out. Yeah. Stop, let, 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 because it's it's trash for you to put it out before the family has time to call the people that matter. Right. Right. Because so you're it, putting it out, and who knows who knows when it actually happened. But you're putting the information out, and maybe there's still DMX had like I think I've read varying reports, fifteen or seventeen children. Yeah. So maybe uh, I think a set of twins that's like a year old yeah. that is included, but he also has some adult children. So it's like give the family a chance to let those children know. Yeah. Let, so they, they don't just hear from it from, from the from, from the you news. know the TV or the news or whatever. Like, yeah, like let, let them know. Like, like why are people so press? Why are people so so pressed I, I to hate tell? When they do that. I'm like, there, it's very a, annoying. There's a, there's a reason why they don't put it out yet. Yeah, like even if it did happen, the reason why I don't put it out yet. Yeah, they wait too late. Let, let all the family people know. Yeah, so they don't hear it from the news. Right, like. And I think that was the the thing with um, even with Kobe Bryant, like it was put out before the family had been notified. Yeah. So it's like, oh, oh. And I mean, I understand in that case, it was kind of like a, a a breaking news type of situation. It wasn't like a this person's in the hospital, but it's like that's never some news you want to find out from just like wait. a news outlet. Like just 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 wait until you know that the family has been notified or notified the appropriate people before you start uh just like spreading stuff people just trying hard to get the clicks yeah to get to be the first clicks so people can click on it and find out what's going on exactly long live dmx um dmx's section in heaven is quite lit i'm sure um yes. hopefully I, when i get up there i'm trying to get in his section to see what's up because yeah. i'm pretty sure it's pretty exciting um while so um christian before i came on i was like I, I I appreciate that like most people don't don't deny that he's probably in heaven. I'm, I I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that people re- realize in the midst of his struggle, his um his his fight for God, his love for Jesus. Right. Like, I, I I appreciate that people recognize that. Yeah. And I personally feel like you know, and I said this to Mark before, like 
you may have qualms, people may have qualms with DMX about, you know, some of his lyrics or, you know, about how he, you know, dealt with women and, you know, things that he's done over the course of his life. But I think he's one of the few people where you can genuinely, where people are genuinely like, yeah, he may have done some messed up things, but I genuinely feel bad for that guy. Because DMX had such, and I didn't know this until maybe like a year ago or two years ago when I watched like some documentaries about him. But like to know that he was born into such a messed up situation, had an abusive parent, got shipped around from like group home to group home, ended up meeting somebody and befriending somebody who he thought was a big brother who like laced his weed with crack or cocaine. And that is what set him down the path of like, drug addiction struggle for essentially the rest of his life it's like the man like the fact that he is become he became the star that he is and became the icon that he is like that is a literal like manifestation of against all odds and you know to see the 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 stories that people are telling about him like it sounds like despite all his demons his drama his whatever he was a genuinely good person like he didn't act like a celebrity like i've read so many stories of where he like just met people on planes and like talked to them the whole plane ride and like invited them to his concert and like i saw another story where like he like was randomly asking some kids like where's this car wash at and he was like let's go to the car wash and he hung out with them and talked to them for like three hours like somebody else i saw was talking about how dmx paid for her like limo for her friends and her to go to prom like he just seemed like he was a very generous giving loving person you know he never acted like a celebrity or like and it's interesting to even see the celebrity responses to his death like you know celebrities aren't letting anybody slander him and we'll get into that in a a little bit uh later in this week in random but like the the the, even the, the respect even before his death but even the respect i've noticed that other rappers have had for him as a as a rapper and as a person like i've never heard anyone speak ill of him or anything like that like it's always big respect and you know people being happy to see him when he comes out like we were talking before and i was saying you were saying you know we're glad that he had his verses because you know he got to get his flowers so to speak while he was alive and that was one of the the better verses of the ones they had because at first i'm not gonna lie when i first heard dmx and stoop dog i was like well what the like I couldn't picture it in my head, but seeing it, like there was so much love between the two of them and you could see DMX was having a good time. Like it was just, you know, it's wonderful that he had that opportunity for people to see him like in that positive way. Yeah. I before he, he passed. I felt, I felt with, like I appreciate it because I feel like within the last two, three years, he has been getting his flowers. Yeah. Because yeah. like they had the, the Rough Rider documentary and I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people learned a lot about him. Yeah. From there. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I think I think I, I appreciate like this was this was the appropriate time. Like like there's there a lot of like positive coverage of him within this last year. Cause like, yeah. cause like, it, like before it was always like a mega, like oh, this happened, this happened. Like yeah, it's always it, talking it, about like him getting arrested year, been, or whatever. It, it's, it's been a lot of positive coverage. Uh, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Um, there's there like little videos of him with his family. Yeah, pictures like it's it just yeah, like seeing him with his kids and stuff like that. It was a yeah, lot of it's, videos it's and just, stuff like that. Like every Christmas we play Rudolph the Red Reindeer, with and him. it's gonna get played again. Yeah, every, just, every Christmas. So y'all understand <laughs> that is the official Black Christmas song going forward. Just yeah. so we're clear. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we play every every anyway. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Yeah. What? How do you know? Say what? Say what? Legendary. Legendary. 
there is no other way to sing the song now. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say about um, DMX? Um, oh my gosh, it slipped. It slipped my mind. I can't remember what it was I was going to say. Um, but yes, uh, rest in peace to him. Um, I really do hope that he finally found the peace that he could not find in this life. Because you could yeah. tell that despite his artistry, despite everything that was going on, he was he was never quite at peace. Yeah. I just... I just and, and it was a lot of things. Because like he, he was always like anti-industry, anti-celebrity. Yeah. He was always that yeah. by himself. Yeah. And then like... Um, I just feel bad for his younger children because like those those little ones, all they're going to have is like pictures and like videos of them and their dad. Like they they won't ever get the opportunity to like know him or know how much he loved them. And like that always makes me sad when people die and their kids, not to say like if you die and your kids are older, it's better. But like when you die and your kids are at that age where they won't really remember you because you know that's just developmentally their memory isn't set up like that yeah so it's like you know you kind of missed out on that opportunity but you know i'm i'm, I'm sure like his, their uh his other the, kids the siblings and, will, and make sure will make that, sure that you they, know they know they know who he is yeah because yeah. like you know look at uh what's his name biggie's son yeah. like he he he's you know been made well aware of who his father is even though he was like a couple months when his father died yeah or no was he even born before his father died i can't even remember but he wasn't he was very young I think. I think he was born, but he was only like maybe like two months or something like that. He was a baby, baby, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> rest in peace to DMX. Prayers and condolences to his family and his friends and all those who cared for him. Um, I saw on the, I think I saw a report somewhere that the mayor of Yonkers offered like uh, an outdoor area in Yonkers to do a memorial. I don't know if the family's going to take them up on that offer, but if there is a memorial or something that's televised, you know, I hope it'll be on TV and we can see it. Um, Cause I'm, I'm sure, you know, they're going to, they're going to want to do a big celebration yeah. in honor of him. I, I don't, I, I think this was, this was most like this. I think this is the biggest New York artist that's passed in recent years. In, in a long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the biggest New York artist that's passed in recent years. Yeah, this is true. Um, so I, I think, like, in terms of longevity, um, amount of generations he has impacted on. Yeah, like it, it's it's the biggest one. So like, it, I I assume that this impact would be very close to like the Biggie impact. Right. And um, in terms of like people playing music all, all day and stuff, like, I, yeah, I, I see that happening. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. All right. Let's um, uh, let's move on to our love it. Or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, 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 love it. Or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, 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 Okay, I thought you said something else entirely. Kid toys. Okay. Yes. Kid toys. Um, it's I, I guess things that you enjoy playing with as a child, or even still like playing with now. And I I I thought about it in terms of the things that our our daughter likes playing with. Okay. <laughs> um, and let me lose it. By the way, it's usually uh uh our opener that we have, and usually one person. Our icebreaker. Icebreaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have four choices, and you have to choose one to throw away, and never let, and never want to see again, mm-hmm. and one you want to hold on to, love it, and I'll hold on to, never let go. Um, 
only one person usually knows, knows, knows your choices before you do it. And love or lose it for this one this week is what it is. That's the puzzles. what it is right now. Okay. Puzzles. Mm-hmm. Legos. Mm-hmm. Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Blocks. Blocks. Like you mean like that letter blocks? Like, like it could be a little, it could be um. No, like like wood blocks or wood. That that's what I mean. Like the, the, that have the letters on. I couldn't think of what the what the right it, word was. wooden blocks. like. I understand. I understand. Yeah. What I imagined in my head is like the wooden blocks that have like you know like we took when we took her baby pictures. Yeah. We had wooden blocks with her name on yeah, it. That's what I was thinking in my head. Um, um probably Legos for me. Is the Lego? Love it? Lose yeah, it. lose it. I don't. I don't particularly. Legos are fantastic. Till you step on them, that's that's not thrilling. I don't like that at all. Um, also, I'm not like a tactile person. Like I, I I don't I don't learn or like feel stimulated by like touching things and like building things. Like that doesn't thrill me. Okay. As a person, like it does it doesn't stimulate me in the same way. To me, it's literally just like stacking. Like I'm not I'm not building it with like intent like i'm literally just like oh i'm just putting this on top of this and da, da, da. like the stimulation just isn't there for me plus i don't like how it feels when i step on them so boo to the legos oh that's, that's I, I said what i said i said what i said so, so trash. it's not trash how dare you how dare i you don't want to put it on the list in the first place i yes. just i'm just working with the options you gave me that is what true what you're saying yet so trash. Oh. Well, maybe you put a trash option on the table. Did you ever think of that? No. no okay, no. I bet not. I bet not. And I promise you, I'm not going to think about it again. Well, Mark, we can't be in denial forever. We can't be. It's not really a productive way to live. Mm, it's going to happen. So. I don't like it. <laughs> so, love it, lose it. For me, lose it, lose it, lose it. Um... Maybe lose it would be out of those. Maybe blocks. Okay. Maybe blocks. Um, Why? What do the blocks do to you? It's nothing that the blocks did for me. It's just I, I think because you can't um, you can't snap them. Oh, Tierra said the same thing I did. Um, blocks. Yeah. Um, but like I, I think that uh. I think blocks, it's kind of like um, they don't, um, I think because they don't connect, it's just hard for them to, I, I like things that snap in twice. Okay, gotcha. I like things that snap in, and I feel like you can stack them, but they're, they're, they're just bound to fall. <laughs> blocks are bound to fall. They might, they might. They're, they're bound to fall, and I, I like things that, that can snap into each other. I could I could see that I I see you want to make the connections. Um, I get that. So I think that's I my that. concern with blocks. That's um, fine. How about you? What you love it? My love it of the three that are left. You said Play-Doh, blocks, and puzzles. Yeah. Um, hmm. Choices, 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 choices. I think puzzles would be my love it. Okay. I like I like puzzles because like they annoy me sometimes, especially when they're like those thousand piece joints. It's like, oh my God, so many pieces, so many pieces. But like 
I get like a satisfaction out of like finishing a puzzle where I'm like, ah, it's done. All the pieces are together. This is a thrill. Like I really used to like puzzles when I was a kid too. Um, I think I've fallen off as an adult, but like puzzles were one of my favorite things to play with. Cause it was just kind of like, what's, where does this piece go? Like, what is this for? Like, what is it supposed to, like, I would sometimes try to make puzzles without knowing what the picture was supposed to look like. Um, and that was like a, it was like a mental challenge for me. And so I think, uh, that's why puzzles are my, are my love. It's just a mental challenge of like trying to make something come together and trying again and trying again. And, you know, sometimes you got to like take a break and come back to it. But, you know, I, I, I like doing them. I do. I like to sit down and, and do puzzles when I have time. I haven't had time to do one in a very long time, but I like, I like puzzles. Word. What's your love it? Um, I think my love it is Legos. Um, of course. And I, I think I do like puzzles too. So I'm not, puzzles are not far away. I think Play-Doh is only not a lose it because like, I think I like I, think, I like the concept of Play-Doh. I just wish I knew how to do it better. Yeah. I feel like the concept of Play-Doh is fly. I feel like there's mad stuff you can do with Play-Doh. Yeah. I just, I just, I just suck at it. Yeah, Play-Doh, so like, Play-Doh, I, I Play-Doh was almost my love it, but for the same reason, I was like, I don't really know if I'm really using this yeah. to the best. Like, I feel like I would, my, my lose it would just because of my own, my own ability. It's not, it's not the actual Play-Doh. It's just, it's my lack of ability. Which yeah, is I'm like... Play-Doh. Like, <laughs> like Michaela gave Avery this Play-Doh set like two years ago when it had all these contraptions and things to make like molds and in uh in in string and all this stuff. And I was just kind of like, this is real jazzy. This is real. It was jazzy. Real jazzy. I I I think my uh my I I, I just creatively it's just hard for me to pull it together. Yeah, <laughs> but like I, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, but I, yeah. I I think I but like like I said my my reason for Legos is I can snap things up and and like not the Legos that like Avery has mm-hmm. like those like those like I know of, you mean the like the, 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 the actual Legos because like there's, yeah. there's so many different things you can build with it and and I I like like I like watching that show with the Lego building things mm-hmm. it's just interesting to watch the different things you can just build with it because it's not really limits to what you can build with it. Um, yeah, I, I I figured Legos would be yours because you 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 will you will sit there and build whole I build hold the whole buildings yes. with Avery's Legos and yes, then and she just and then she'll knock them down and I'd be upset. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, in in her defense, she's three and she does not care no, about your architectural wonders. I got it. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to scream at her. It's just in my mind. I'm like some nonsense. So would you like? Legos for your birthday? Should I add that to your birthday list? Like Legos for you, so you can do your own things. I can't even say that because she's gonna like still use them and then knock it over. Well, you don't have to let her see them. You can pull them out after she goes to our bed. Place, our place is not that big. I know, but like, there's a closet that we can put the put the when, the set in. When we get a bigger place, well, I'll think about it. You can play with it when she's not awake. <laughs> I'm just. Or we can keep it in our bedroom. I'm not, I don't and keep I, the door closed. I, I don't need disappointment. You don't need the disappointment. <laughs> I don't need the disappointment of losing Legos. <laughs> I know, right? Like, ugh. I want disappointment. I still don't look forward to the stepping on the part because that 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 hurts. Yes, and that usually comes from like every knocking over, and then like, I, I don't, I don't do this point in my life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe when we move when, to a bigger place, or once you older, or yeah, you can have like a a man a man cave where you oh, have Legos. With I, Legos. I see, not, it's, it's, it doesn't sound lame. I know, but it just 
I don't need a man cave for Legos. <laughs> you can have other things in there, but you can also do the Legos while you're there. That way it's like it's a separate space from Avery's play space. That's all I'm trying to, to establish here. That's all. I'm not trying to say you're going to have a man cave built with Legos. That's not, <laughs> oh what, I'm, God, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not. But if that's what you want to do, that's, that's your yes. choice. My man cave is not going to be filled with Legos on the floor. It's not going to happen. If it is, it's not my business. I don't, I don't live there. That's your area for you. Thank so thank, thank you. you can do whatever you want over there. I appreciate it. It's your business. I'm here for you. All right, we're, we're done. Yes, we're done. We're done. That was a love it or lose it. Hey, 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 not the shoo doo 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 Okay. Do it, do it. You've been watching too much Earth, Wind, and Fire. So let us get into this week's topic. What are we talking about this week, Mark? Main topic. Our main topic is African American vernacular English. Also known as Ebonics. Or AAV. Or AAV. 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 We should grow up. We're very sorry. We're very sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I'm sorry because I'm just making noises in people's ears, which is rude. Um, yeah, so, so what about it? So, um, this topic came up because I, um, it came with a lot of things. It came with like, um, first, how I think about how, like, sometimes a society and even black people, we kind of treat, um, ebonics and vernacular as beneath us or mm-hmm. something we have to grow out of or it's not mature or not professional. Like, we, we um, how we do that now. My belief is the basis of language is if I say something and you understand what I'm trying to say, then we have communicated. <laughs> it's a fact. It's that, a fact. That, so if I say something, you understand what I mean, I have communicated well because you, I've communicated what I need to say and you've understood fully what I'm trying to say. Right. Right. That's a fact. That, that is the basis of effective communication. So to challenge how I said it because it is not the vernacular you choose to hear. It doesn't make it beneath you. Right, right. Um, and you understood. So if you can understand what I'm saying in that vernacular, what, what's the big deal? Yeah. It's one thing if I was using it and you couldn't understand, but if you did understand, what's, what's the conversation? Correct. Because like, I, I think I was trying to figure out, because like, I, now I, I think I think of everything in the, in the context of being a father now, uh-huh. right? And like I think about it like um, in terms of how my daughter would approach language, how mm. she would approach language in terms of talking certain ways, how she would approach it in terms of cursing, how, how she approach it, and, wh- and what what kind of impact that is, and how how would I approach it? And I think um, I guess I guess for me. I think the way I would try to approach it would be language is language. Right. <laughs> um, words, words are words. Words are words. They mean things, but they words are words. Things. Words are just words. They, they mean things. And the point is to make sure that you communicate so someone else will listen to you. Right. Right. Um, certain locations sometimes adapt a language where they are. Yes. Right. Um, the reason why they adapt a language where they are is that if everybody talks the same language, no one is confused about context about what you mean. Right. 
right? So reason, if you are at work, they might have a certain language they speak at work. Right. So that, because if you talk in this, a different vernacular or a different um, way of talking, someone might not understand what you're saying and the context of what you're saying and what it means. Right. So it won't be effective communication for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean how you're talking is wrong. Right. It just means that in the space of where it is, that, that communication, communication is not is, effective. It's not effective. You, you, you wouldn't be exhibiting effective communication. Right. Because you're not re- you're not being able to relay that message mm-hmm. to them. Right. Right. That's one part. Mm-hmm. The other part is, like I said, is like how we kind of undermine it and... Mm-hmm. I think um, something came up and I was looking at a YouTube video and they were basically saying how we kind of like undermine how people, how we um, say certain things and how we cut off certain words. Like, like we say over there, Mm -hmm. like we, um, we don't use full words. Like we Mm -hmm. use double negatives, double positives, Mm -hmm. things over there. Mm -hmm. And the reality is a lot of that comes from Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reality is that a lot of that comes from because that's a lot of a lot of things how they speak over there, mm-hmm. um, and like a lot of that comes from that, and a lot, so like a lot of times think it's like oh it's just ghetto speech. No, it comes from Africa, it's right? Like, like right. a lot of that comes from that. I wish right. I could find that video, mm-hmm. but like that that it comes from that. So like we have to stop um, just assume just um, assuming that it's um, it's just ghetto speech or anything. Oh, right. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, a lot of it comes back to. Excuse me, you know, colonialism and yeah. this whole idea that what the colonizer is doing or trying to tell us is the right way is actually the right way. Yeah. And we dress clo- we dress appear speech. more civilized, more educated, more whatever the case is, if we use the colonizer's language and look down on our own. So some of us are really doing the colonizers work for them to this day when we, you know, try to declare that African American vernacular English is not a real a real thing. Like growing up in Barbados, like people will always be talking about speaking the king's English and I'm just like, y'all don't don't nobody see nothing wrong with that? Like that's not weird to you? Cuz the king is definitely the king because like he colonized like the whole world and forced people into Christianity and speaking English. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we should celebrate that. Like as a people, I don't think we should be proud of that. Like as a people generally, like I understand, you know, being black in this world is very challenging. And for, for many people in generations prior, there may not have been, a lot to be proud about and considering that we were kept from being learned to read and write i understand the 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 point of pride of being able to speak the king's english so to speak well because it was something that we were denied access to doing and so it's like you stopped me from doing this or you stopped my grandmother or my grandfather from doing this but now I can do it as well as or better than you so I kind of get it from that standpoint but I'm also like yeah that's cool too but our own way of expression should not be like discounted yeah and put down while that one is raised up because the fact that we still have 
something that can be like cat- cataloged and documented in such a way as African-American vernacular English, I think speaks to the power of our ancestry and the fact that despite everything that happened to us, some remnants of our language made it through. And it's not just African-American vernacular English, like, you know, in the islands, like we've all got some dialect, some patois that we all speak that is a syncretism of the King's English or French or Spanish or whatever it was the colonizers was teaching the kids. And like the indigenous languages from the people that either lived on the island or from the people who were brought there as slaves. Cause there's certain words that, you know, we say that have like, like for example, in Barbados, like cuckoo, it's a, it's a dish that we make. There's part of our national dish. Like the stem of that is fufu like what they make in Nigeria. And there's like cer- there's certain words that we say, like nyam, like a lot of islanders say that. And that's that's from another um, African country to referring to, you know, the verb to eat. So there's certain things that we've kept over time that are, you know, ties to our heritage. And so I feel like I don't mind being proud of being able to bounce between doing using my patois using my african-american vernacular english and using the quote-unquote proper english but i feel like it's problematic when we rate the proper english as above anything uh, anything else or any variations of that when there's so much nuance in 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 um those patois dialect type of things i mean like I wish we were able to get Kim on. I, I didn't think about it at the time. Yeah. But our friend Kim, she is a linguist, like professionally. She's actually getting her doctorate in linguistics. And she is studying uh, African-American vernacular English. And uh, she was telling us uh, a little while back about like how um, it's used in uh, court proceedings and you know having someone having a linguist come in and kind of interpret like because the way african-american vernacular english is structured sometimes people who don't understand it can read certain words as oh a person doesn't have remorse or they don't they're not really apologizing etc etc but they are and so having someone who is well versed in african-american vernacular english understands what's being said can really be the difference between life and death or, yeah. you know, what, 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 being outside versus being inside for somebody who is potentially like facing jail time for something that happened. So it's like there is value to it and there is value in people studying it. So I just feel like we can meet in the middle. Like it doesn't have to be like, this is trash. Yeah. Like um, speak about Kim. It, it, I think that, that, that I think she kind of changed my help. Um, help me with my my thoughts on the, that whole thing. A lot of times, when I had that conversation with Sarah like a few years back, because like it was like there's not number one. There's not even a lot of there's not a lot of research at all mm-hmm. on the context of that in, in terms of the prison system, and it, it is big, there's a big context between that. Okay, and it's like she said she said like she tried to find research, but like she's like oh I have to create my own research because there's, there's 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 not, not a lot out there. Out there. Mm-hmm. And so, like the um, the scenario she's talking about is like so. Basically, a lot of times a judge will create a sentencing based off of um, is the person sorry for what they did, right? So, like he's like she she said a scenario where like a guy will like have done something to somebody else, and the judge was like, 
he like how how he would say sorry would be like oh yeah that was like scary. my bad bro yeah, my, 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 my bad, bad my, my bad, bad you know but because of the context of the judge, the judge is like, oh, he's not really sorry. He's just saying my bad. Right. But he's like, no, he he, he is sorry. It's just how he's it's how he uses his right. Like he <laughs> like I'm sorry, and not words he uses to express sorry. like regret. Correct. Yeah. That doesn't mean that um he's not sorry. Right. But the judge would give the person a higher a higher a, lo- a, high, a longer sentence a longer yeah. sentence because they're like, oh, he's not really apologetic. Right. Because they they don't understand it. So like, because my bad sounds flippant to someone who doesn't understand. Correct. So the, the 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 problem with that is like like I said, it's number one. We have to first let people understand, recognize it that it is a real language. Number mm. one, that needs to it needs to be um, addressed, it needs to be studied, so that we can get people to study it and address these concerns. Right. And everything. So I I, I think that that is important because like a lot of people, a lot of a lot of black people will shoot down how it's you when it's used publicly. Right. We'll still use it privately. Right. So like when like we we don't want we don't want people to use it in public spaces. Right. Like we don't want it to be used in mixed company. Yeah. We want it to be used when it's amongst us in a safe space. Yeah. Because we're worried about how people will view us. What people will view, and it's like and like and, and, and I think that is like because we're, we're using that, but like in, in mixed company, we're like, oh, no, we're gonna talk like this. Right. And it's like the the that the, 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 it's not like we're talking to other people; we're just talking to each other. But we just yeah. we can't talk like that. Yeah, in front of mixed company. And so it's just like, a part of me is like, it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter because the people who think negatively about you simply because you're black think that whether you speak African-American vernacular English or whether you speak the most pristine of English ever written. Like, you could be out here writing, like, speaking like Shakespeare, and there's still people who will think, Oh, they're black. Like, I know that, you know how many times, and I'm sure mad black people can relate to this. Do you know how many times we've been told you're very articulate or you speak very well? I'm like, I talk like everyone else. Like, what, what is I speak very well? It's because there's this internalized perception by some people that, that all black people talk using African-American vernacular and, and they don't have any command of English. That's number one. And number two, that the way you're speaking is more better. Right, it's better than 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 what than what African American vernacular English is, and so it's like that's why I feel like Black people get to this place where we have to do a lot of code switching, like because I can speak well and 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 speak in you know vernacular English, and it it'll be I can speak well in that language. Yes, (laughs) I can speak well in AAV. Right, like that 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 doesn't mean I'm not speaking well. It doesn't mean I'm not speaking well. Yes, but like. Going back to what you said about like being in like professional settings and stuff like that. Go ahead. Being in professional settings and stuff like that, there is this feeling that like, you know, I can't knock my microphone down. I can't speak that way or I can't let people hear me speaking that way because that's going to make them think less of me. And it's like it's so annoying because why do we have to do all this maneuver like we already have to do all this stuff just to get a damn job in the first place like to this to this day we still have people like concerned about what their hair looks like like should i wear my hair natural or should i straighten it when i go on this interview should i wear this like chain around because i'm part of this facebook group where people talk about like you know jobs and looking for jobs and preparing for interviews and stuff like that you see black women asking questions like should i straighten my hair before i go to this interview or should i just pull it back in a bun should i wear this like necklace that has an ankh or like 
Africa uh, outline or something on it before I go on this interview or should I take it off? So it's like, I feel like black people do so much self-editing before they even open their mouths in professional settings. It's like, it's tiring, honestly. And I mean, I'm not going front. I have a way that I talk when I'm in mixed company at work. And then I have a way that I talk with um, people that look like me. And it's not even that I switch into like, african-american vernacular english is just i i relax more i guess like there's because i know that we speak different languages in certain uh sectors at work and so there's some people i can say certain things too and they'll understand and they'll be like oh, okay and then there are other people who i'll have to spend time breaking down exactly what i mean so i think as black people we've learned to adapt to the language of the people that we're around um, just to avoid having to explain ourselves. And a part of it to me is also like, a, like some of us just want to keep African-American vernacular English to ourselves. We don't want other people to take a part of it well, because I ain't going to hold you. When I see non-black people using it, I'm always like... Yeah, because it, it comes off like very caricature. What you doing here? It's, it comes off very Who told you? So, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like how I feel when Drake starts talking in Jamaican Patois. I'm like, but for why, Drake? You're not even Jamaican. You're not even an Islander. Like, why are you? And people be like, oh, but you know, he's from Toronto and they be, but he is not a Jamaican, a Bayesian, a Guyanese, a none of them. Mm-hmm. He is Jewish and regular, regular, regular black. Yep. So he don't need to be doing the Jamaica accent. It irritates me every time. I'm like, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. But I, and I think that's how some people feel about like AAVE is just like, this is something I want to have in my community just for us. I don't want other people doing it. So I feel like maybe that's also a motivator for why people aren't comfortable like using it in public or but, in but, mixed spaces. But even, but even with that, I think the same rules apply for every other language though. Eh, not so. Well, I, I, I guess, I not guess, so. I guess not because like other languages, like people will be acceptable as long as you say it the right way. Yeah, I, I I guess yeah. Yeah, like no, no, the, like the, people the, don't like Spanish native Spanish speakers don't care if I speak Spanish. They just care that I speak it properly. Yeah, and and I, do I, justice I, to it. No, I I guess you're right. I, I think it's the same thing of why um we get upset with um white people when they do what or I'm not gonna say white people when um other non-black people get braids when they get locks um when they uh try to do anything. When they, when any time that um, people who are non-black try to do certain things that are black that they have criticized us about before, right? That is key. That, that, right. That's the, the that's part. that's where the part is because it's a lot of things that like for years they've criticized as beneath them as ghetto and stuff like that, right? And everything like that. And now y'all want to do it and say this is a cool thing to do, right? That's why we get sensitive about it. Yeah, because it's like because like. You you criticize us about like having braids and saying we're thugs and everything. Now it's cool to have braids. Now right. it's cool to have cornrows. Or like even or like even like at my job, like we'll talk about how if a black girl comes to an interview and her braids have color in them, people will be like, mm, I don't know. But a non black woman comes to the same interview with a color in her hair and nobody talks about it. And it's like, but what's the difference? It's color in hair. One person dyed it. One person added extensions. What's the difference? It's color in hair. Or, or, but for or, or, some or reason, black. when black people do it, it's it's more alarming. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think that is kind of 
where we're gonna, it's the same thing with the dancers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's just it's annoying because it's kind of like y'all y'all t- treat us like we're beneath you because like oh all you can do is sing, dance, and do sports. Like so it's like it's that, but then when y'all do it, it's put as some groundbreaking thing. Nah, when, it's 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 um I I guess I don't know if we're, I don't have it, let me just on the docket, but like it's like um. The whole thing with the TikTok dances, mm. Black Purpose Supreme Crisis TikTok dances, mm. they don't get recognition. They get they get little recognition. Mm. Black Purpose does the same this same dance, not as well, very badly. Yeah, and, and they get, end up on get, Jimmy Fallon and, and, get, and gets millions of dollars and like known as the person who creates the dance. Yeah, and like it's, because like they they just get applauded for doing things that we do all the time because like people, like oh y'all just do that. Yeah, but like yeah. when White Purpose does, oh my god, look at them doing this, and it's it's it's, it's, it's not it's not it's not ghetto anymore. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not a big thing. Right. Like, and that, and that's. And so that, the white people have to start using um, AAVE on mass for it to not be ghetto anymore. Is that the? No. Is that the cheat code? No, because like, but when, when they do it, it's not it's like it's it's. It not, I think that's what's annoying. It's annoying that we um everything we do that we 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 we, um, we are we are part of when we're doing it is it's beneath them. It's ghetto. It's low class. Uh huh. But when white person does it, it's not that anymore. And that, that, and that, and that, it happens with everything. It happens with everything. It happens, like I said, it happens a lot with, um, like, when a, when a white person raps um, using that. Like, Eminem doesn't really do that, mm. have that vernacular, but like a lot of white people have the vernacular. They're like, oh my gosh. Like, it's, it's. I always hate it, by the way. It's very annoying. I always hate it. It's, it's so annoying. That, like, I'm like, baby, what are you doing? It's, what it's, are you it's doing? Very frustrating. We don't like that. We don't want it. I agree. It is very frustrating. All I got to say is let AAV rock. Okay, let them people speak their language and go on about your business. Worry about yourself. If you don't want to speak it, then don't speak it. Okay? If you're not supposed to speak it, then don't speak it. But let them people be great if they want to speak it. That's it. That's all I had to say. Yeah. And and we still, like, and we still, like, um, and people still talk like that, but, like, I, I feel as if, like, it's still, like, I, I get annoyed when, like, that is the person, that is the I think black people should still do that in movies and make and speak in AAV in movies. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's always like you're always worried about intent, about directors mm-hmm. and intent. Where they're like, oh, you're, right. just, you're just trying to have like, I want to have a black person talking like this because this will make it funny. Right. This, this, this is right. Funny thing. This is the funny things. Right. Black people talk like this, so I want this in a movie. Right. So right. like, it, it bothers me. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's not like oh no, this, this is something funny. It, when it, when black people talk like this, it's funny. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so it's it like it's it's the intent of what's being said. That, that's, yeah. that's why it's annoying. And and I and I and to your point, I see like I kind of understand why that is why some black people have a problem with it being utilized because it's like if it's being used to make a mockery of us then that's a problem and so it's like I, I i'll be honest i don't know what the solution is to that because the problem the reason that it can even be twisted to be used as a mockery towards us is so much bigger than just this conversation mm-hmm. it's like literally embedded in the fiber of the setup of this country and of this world so like i don't even know like what it would look like to like course correct at this point and for AAVE to get the respect it deserves and for it not to be seen as a way to make black people seem more 
well, funny or authentic or whatever it correct. is people are trying to portray when specifically like producing content that has black people using that language. Yeah, and I, I, I think the um the way that that happens and I, I, I think I always just address black people. I don't just like who um, <laughs> because for what? Yeah. So uh, what I think be for the black people it's just for us to just be comfortable talking about it, talking, right, and not feel like I'm beneath for talking that way, right, and and just not care how they feel about it, right. Like I, I just like this. This is how this is how I wish to talk. Yeah. And I, I think I think I think it starts from that. But like I, I think that, that that's the biggest step is for us to not. Care. I, I I think the problem is is how much black people be caring. Right. I we, and we, yeah, we, I agree we, with we, you. We care about others. We care about others' feeling. Like I feel like we're the most caring. Just of, so of much cares. We have so many cares. We we we, we so always many. care about how other people respond to it, how people feel about it. Like someone who's been racist to us, and we 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 care about how they how they felt about it. <laughs> right. And like like we we like it's just we we care a lot, and we we, we, we um, we're I, I think we're we're brought to always look at. Well, what about what about how they feel about it? What about it? That's what about it? I know. And, and, and like, what and like, about I understand it? Where it comes from, but like I feel as if like we we've been doing that for so long. Like it, we don't we don't we don't we don't we never have the space to be jealous. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? I agree. We, we don't have the space to be like uh, it's about me though. Yeah, we, we we never have that space to even do that. Right. So like it's it, it's it's like I understand in context. If, if you if you're just trying to put it in one thing, yes, we should care about others and everything like that. But like, take it out of that. Take think about the big picture of we've never even had the opportunity to do that. Right. <laughs> We're and always it, told that we have to be a bigger person. Yeah. We're always told that even though everybody treats us crazy, we have to be the bigger person in every situation. So like. And every time we're not the big person, we're told to like, oh, what, what is wrong with you? Like, but nobody else is the big person ever. We're always, no, we're it's always, always, we're it's always, always the big person. Yeah, like what was it? That series that that was we were watching on um A and E. It was like something about court mercy, and it was about like you know, uh, black people. It was essentially black people. It was mostly black people. Yeah. Um, saying that they forgave someone who happened not to be black, who had either killed or seriously hurt their family member. Or had harassed them or something, and I'm just like, nah, I don't relate. Yeah, but, like, but it's like, but people and, look at and, that like, look at those black people being so forgiving and so loving. It's like, we're, nah, we're, 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 no, we are. The thing is, we're always that. We're always that, and it's like, and like yet somehow we're still like, we're always that. We're always the one forgiving. We're always that. Yet we're yet y'all still act like we're the most violent ones. Yeah, like we're still the savages so, somehow. So it's like it's it's. And my whole thing is after everything that's been taken from black people, can't they have their language in peace? Can't they have that? Yes. Can't can't so they? It's, can't they have that? It's very fresh. Y'all don't want them to vote. Y'all don't want them to go to school. Y'all don't want them to do nothing. Can't they at least have the daggone language? Can't they? No. Is it is we asking for too much? Yes. Is we asking for too much? Apparently. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> yes, you are. Too much, Apparently. Too much. Too much. All right. Um, but yes, whatever. It's whatever. Else? No, no, no. That was it. That was it. I'm starting to feel riled up in my spirit. So I'm like, I right. was just going to. Uh, well, if you have any questions. Any thoughts, um, any comments. Please email us on there. Yes. Um, Hit us in the chats. You know the vibes. Um, before we get to the next section, just want a quick, quick commercial. We have our All Love No Fear podcast store. We have yes. t-shirts. We have yes. hats. We have pillows. We have, we have, we have merch. Um, I don't know where my t-shirt is. I wanted to wear it today, but I, I cannot. I cannot locate it. It's in the room. Yeah, I tried to find it, but it didn't happen. I thought it was this, but it's not. No. 
too many black t-shirts maybe you should not get a black one <laughs> next time so i can find because i have a lot of black t-shirts so i i really don't be knowing what's what so um but yeah like we um we have a bunch of merch we have hats so like go to all of no fear pcast.com go and get the merch store. support the kids support us we're gonna be outside this summer in the merch so you See know us and support yes. us because we got vaccinated i'm not telling nobody to get vaccinated it's your body your choice do what you want but I got my two vax vaxes. I got my next my second shots coming up next week. Yep. Um, I so we're gonna on, be outside. I said this on social media, and this is how I feel. I just don't trust y'all to not get me sick. Right. That's that's really the issue. I don't trust y'all. Like, like if it were up to me, I would not 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 if not not if it were up to me. If I believed that Negroes was gonna act right, and when I say Negroes, I mean the entire American populace was gonna act right. I'm like, I, I, mean, I, would, I, I would probably have been a little but, more like I don't know, but like I don't, I, 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 but I don't, but y'all don't know how to act. You got yeah. whole states saying, "Nah, we canceling all of that, all that mandate stuff. This, this dead." Y'all don't know how to act right. Folks is out here doing doing know, wildness. Y'all don't know how to cover your mouth now, right? You're, you're, like it's just I, I'm not I, I'm not messing with y'all. I gotta protect myself at all costs. Yes, I, I have a family. Right, <laughs> I can't I, I can't afford to die of COVID because you people just will not. Yeah, I'm, pull it together. I don't, I don't trust y'all, so I'm just gonna do right. it this way. So I'm I'm gonna just yeah. It, it, I'm going to just have to take the chance. Because <laughs> I don't trust you. I, I can't. I can't trust you because, you know, Texas shut shut all their stuff down. Georgia shut all, shut all their stuff down. People are like, la di dotty, la di dotty. And I'm like, nah, yes. nah, nah, nah. So, Y'all wilder. Um, but they keep shutting down parties in Queens and Brooklyn every other weekend because people are in there mask-free. Yeah. No social distancing and wilding out. And then these same people be on the streets walking past me and stuff. So no. Yep. No. Don't trust y'all. So can't be trusted. Next section is our spotlight with a caveat. It they're poets, so they're artists. The reason why I say that, because I feel like we've we've definitely highlighted this person already. We may have. No, we definitely have. We definitely did. Oh, you know, for a fact. <laughs> definitely highlighted this person already. Um, but I don't care because this person's dope. Um, you sure we did? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh, <laughs> definitely did. I don't um, remember. That's why I said that. It was, it was like the first few episodes. Okay, so I... It was, I, it was, it was season one. Yeah, I'm like, I don't remember at yeah, all. Yeah, so we definitely highlight this person. Um, but it's National Poetry Month and we're just highlighting poets and we're highlighting the poems. And the one I want to highlight is Propaganda. 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 I'm going to pull up his uh, he's, bio. He's dope. Right quick. So Propaganda, uh, his name is Jason Emmanuel Petty, but he goes by the stage name Propaganda. He is from Los Angeles, uh, New York, uh, Los Angeles, New York, Los Angeles, California. Uh, And he is part of the rap label um, Humble Beast. Yes, that's the name of it. Um, with a a couple of other uh, Christian uh, hip hop artists and poets. Um, he grew up amongst uh, in a community with uh, Mexicans, so he is uh, fluent in Spanish, I believe. So fun fact about him. And he is a rapper slash poet. Um, he talks a lot about like political and social issues as well as, you know, faith based uh, issues. Um, he's very he's very prolific. And I like the way he uh, he constructs his songs and his poems. Like there's always a message. There's always, you know, something to take away. It's, it's easy to understand. Like he's very good with the wordplay, but it's not so complicated where you like need to pull out your thesaurus. I have such a hard time saying that word. 
my tongue just makes it really hard a thesaurus to follow along with what he's saying um him and his wife they have a podcast it's called the red couch podcast where he kind of has um very candid conversation he kind of reminds me of toby nuigwe in the sense of like you know and they were song together yes and you know they have that very much like i love god i'm a christian you know whatever whatever but like it could be whatever because if you pull up on the fam it's whatever and 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 i love propaganda because he's so california he's so west coast with it like just the way he talks and his swagger he's very california with it like somebody called his wife like with death threats and he was like it could be whatever because i don't know if you know but i grew up in south central la okay (laughs) i'm not gang affiliated but i'm gang adjacent what you want to do and i respect that i have great respect for that because people sometimes be thinking that just because you're a christian it's a pushover situation and propaganda's here to let you know he ain't that guy and i i like the way he explained like even listening to his podcast like there was an episode we were listening to where he was talking about like the Republicans and the Democrats and how it was kind of like gang. It's kind of very similar to the blood crip gang situation. And I was just like, you know what? After he broke it down, I said, you know what? I see what you did there, Pops. If you want a podcast to listen to, Hood Politics Podcast by Propaganda is the one to listen to. Yes, it's great. That podcast is fantastic. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I do listen to that one. (laughs) And he he basically breaks down how politics is just gang just just gang banging. And he breaks down the difference between them, and it is fantastic. If you have, if you have some time, and this podcast is not as long as ours. It's, I think it's, I think each episode is only like twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, but if you got a text, Hood Politics <laughs> podcast with propaganda is the one to is the one to listen to. Yes, get into it. It'll bless you. Don't say we never put you on to nothing. It's fantastic. So the poem that Mark is going to play right now is called. I don't know the actual name of it. I ain't even gonna lie to you. When I asked him to play that one, he knew what I was talking about. 20 years. 20 years. That's what it's called. 20 years. It's really, really good. Get your life. Thank us later. It's fantastic. It's great. It's great. I promise you. Yes. Also, follow him on Twitter and Instagram. All right. All right. Well, 20 years. 20 years, but, you know, who's counting, right? I mean, 20 years, she, she endured a, a said marriage where sister really ain't have no say in the original arrangements nor the terms thereof, but 20 years, he beat her senseless. Uh, somehow or another, she managed to muster up the quote-unquote bravery to stick around because one day he decided maybe he shouldn't hit her no more. Now, granted, that was due to outside pressure that threatened the security of his pockets, but he stopped, right? But the damage was done. And on their 40th wedding anniversary, he decides, well, they both decide, maybe we'll throw a nice little shindig spare no details, all expenses, pull out all the stops, invite all their family and friends. She is to smile, celebrate her husband's greatness, talk about how far they've gone as a country, I mean, as a couple. (laughs) They're to reminisce on the good old days when everybody knew their places. They're to talk about all the great trumps, I mean the great triumphs, that they've accomplished, all the lands and the places that they've conquered, I mean, that they stole, I mean, uh, that they visited. 
And before any of their friends come in the still silence, you could hear the creak of the floor as he walks, touches ever so gently the caresses, the small of her back and says, babe, look how far we've come. Those last 20 years, they were rough, but these, these have been good. Let's not talk about the last ones because, you know, they make everybody uncomfortable and they, and they, and they separate. And why would you want to separate? Let's, let's unify. Let's talk about unity. What is she to do? Well, she's to hold her little sparkler, wear her pretty little red, white, and blue dress and act like the first 20 years didn't happen. As if she's still not suffering under the thumb of the mental walls that he didn't build. Oh yeah, he ain't hit her no more, but he don't have to. The scars do all that work for her. You know, she ain't been the same since. Her hip, it's a little bit out of a place. Her, her jaw, it's kind of a jar to the left, so her smile a little crooked. And every once in a while, he compares her to other wives. Like, you know, she ain't as pretty as y'all are, but he turned to tell her, I don't see color. I mean, I don't see beauty. She is to be thankful that now she could be in the big house. She is to celebrate her rights, her right to vote, you know, on what's for dinner, right? I mean, things are good now, or at least they better than they were. You should pat your nation, I mean, your husband on his back, tell him he's the greatest nation, I mean, the greatest country, I mean, the greatest man in the world. What is she to do? You ask if it was so bad, why didn't she leave? As a matter of fact, why is she always playing the victim? Why is everything about her? Don't other wives get hit too? Don't all wives matter? Why am I forced, why am I forced to only mourn your scars? You know, girls hit girls all the time. We call that wife on wife crime. Why I need to worry about just yours? And if it was so bad, if it really was so bad, why was he not prosecuted? Why did not all of your friends who saw this all going on step in and say something? Maybe she's making this up. Why did your church not even step in instead silenced you and said this is not our issues? <laughs> and in a weird twist of magic, somehow she just became the victim and the villain, and I don't know how this worked. Does he not owe her? Does forgiveness did not require restitution first? Does the cross that you say you cling to does not scream that justice comes before reconciliation? How can we talk about unity if you're not ready to admit you wrong? not worth justice and what about the ladies that fight back can you not understand why she might think to take matters into her own hands and punch this sucker every once in a while even though we know even though we know that vengeance is just a bastard version of justice can you not understand the pain for which this young lady is suffering 
Is it not too late to say you sorry, huh, Justice? Those thoughts don't plague your mind. I don't know. You know what? Never mind. Happy 4th of July. Enjoy your ribs. John made a mess. I mean, I mean, I mean, were your edges not stashed away? We should have told you to hold on to your wig. My, my, my headpiece got all askew from the poem. I had to retighten it. But, you know, it's whatevs. It's whatevs. Uh, yeah. Propaganda was part of the, a group, I think, E4CM. No, no, he, he, just, he just visited. Yeah. But that's how I first P, became P, introduced P4CM. to him. P4CM. P4CM. They were a group out of the West Coast. Like they, 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 they come like, together and they do poetry. Yeah, Christian po poets. Yeah, poetry yeah genetics is a woman. She's another one um, that's part of that uh, poetry cipher group as well. Um, all very talented. All awesome. Like, like, I think he was just a guest poet. Okay. Yeah, I think that the first time I ever, ever saw him was from there. So yeah. I, I thought he was a part of it. No, he, he, just, yeah. he just came there. Yeah, so that was Propaganda 20 Years. Uh, I think he put that out. What was that last year? Two years ago? Doesn't matter. It's fly every time. No, yeah, for sure. But I, I'm like, I'm saying the first first time I heard it, it was came, like it came out in 2016. 2016. Oh yeah, long time ago. Long long time ago. Um, but yes, get into him. And go right, look right, him. right before he got elected. Yes. So you know, go go take a look at that. Um, again and again and again. Um, it'll and just you. just find his things. Just find his things. It'll bless you. It'll bless you. It'll bless you. Hey, every time. Yeah, hey, uh, bye bye. You can go right into this week in, in random. random. What we got on the docket today? What's on the docket? Let me pull it up, honey. So what's on the topic? So we, we talked about DMX a little bit. Um, so once again, rest in peace to Darkman X, Earl Simmons. Uh, he was just 50 years old, which is, you know, still young. I'm sure he still had, you know, a lot more. Like he was working on music again. Like I saw a Drink Champs podcast episode where he was talking about songs he had done with, you know, different artists and stuff like that. Like he said he had, had, he had done some stuff with the Griselda uh, boys. And uh, he had a song with Pop Smoke. So it was like, it sounded like he was back in the studio working on music, doing stuff. So, you know, very sad to see that he has passed. But, you know, everything happens for a reason and in the time that it is supposed to. Um, I think I mentioned before DMX has something like 15 to 17 children um, based on varying reports. So, you know, how things will be split up and handled, hopefully all the mamas can pull it together and make sure that everybody does what it's supposed to do. I think I read somewhere that his mom is his uh, uh, beneficiary, okay. which is interesting considering the relationship they had. But who knows? Maybe in later life they figured some things out between the two of them. Yeah, I but, think, I think they did. but, you know, hopefully that will be squared away. I read somewhere, I don't know if it's 100% true, but I read somewhere that um, the Carters are looking to buy back his masters I, I, I need and give it to his children. I, people have been saying that, but I, I, I don't know if it's true. That's why I said I read it somewhere. I don't know if it's true. It does sound like something they would do because they are, yeah. they are the type of people that do stuff like that for other artists. It would be nice if it was true and they were in fact doing that, um, because I'm sure his masters were worth quite a bit pre-death, and now I'm sure post even more. So um, yeah, I made a joke that BET probably going to be playing all of DMX's movies this weekend. I haven't checked, but. I'm going to watch him because DMX was a great actor. Say what you want. But DMX and Belly, top notch. DMX and that uh, Romeo Must Die, top notch. Top notch. It's nothing, nothing really more to say. 
So I'll be looking out for the DMZ, the DMX movies that they play on the internet uh, and on the TV in the coming weeks. Um, so speaking of DMX, um, apparently Cameron, who is quite easily the pettiest rapper to ever live, Never. no exaggeration, the pettiest rapper to ever live, um, has been in these streets dragging Derek Jackson since... It was, it was it's false to end it. Mm-hmm. It's false. Like yeah, that, that. But we can hope if Daisy and Beyonce know that the people are saying this. Pay, but by the man masters, be nice. Um, but yeah. So and, and and this and this is where the um, because number one, his masters could be worth more than ten million. That's number one. That's true. I I thought ten million was kind of low, honestly. I, I feel like it should be worth more than ten million. I feel like ten million is not enough for his masters. No, not not for the fact that he so, came out with five number one albums. Yeah. Uh, it should be more than that. Yeah. So like. So like there's a lot of I understand why it's a lot of false things. Like it's probably definitely more than ten million. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jay Z already paid off his debt at at um Def Jam when he was there before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if he doesn't if he didn't buy his master he wasn't in the process of doing that in the first place. In the process versus done is different though. I I, I know, but like I I I, I don't like. I, and now I, that I, he's I, deceased, who is in charge of handling that? Right. Like, what does that look like? Like, I, I believe that um, somebody would make sure that they're fine. Regardless, we, we, it, could, we it could be Jay Z, it could be Swiss, it could be Swiss. Cause Swiss is, yeah, it, it, Swiss, Swiss has a good amount, a good coin at this point. At this point too. Yeah. So you know, it, it could be a lot of people. Yes, we hope that you know his his children and his his family will be taken care of um, yeah. in the in the days and years to come. Um, so yeah, as I like I was saying, um, Cameron. Um, has been dragging Derek Jackson since the whole Derek Jackson fiasco started. Because I guess when Cameron and Juju, his ex-girlfriend, broke up, the, um, Derek Jackson made some videos talking about Cameron, and Cameron ain't like it. So since the Derek Jackson scandal um, broke a couple weeks ago, Derek Jackson has been very quiet on the internet. Like, he hasn't really been posting anything. He hasn't been saying much. So I guess he posted something about DMX, and Cameron came in the comments and was like, ah, ah, don't do that. Uh, you trying to you trying to see if you can slither back on the internet after we've been dragging you by using X's good name and we will not stand for it, sir. And Derek Jackson tried to comment, and Cameron was like, "Nah, I remember when you was talking mad trash when me and Juju broke up and was saying I was doing this and doing that. I'm never going to let you rock ever. I'm going to keep dragging you for eternity." And in my head, I'm like, "I hope Derek Jackson knows that Cameron means that. Cameron is the absolute pettiest." Of the petties. I think the only other person on par level petty with Cameron is Jim Jones. And 50 Cent. And 50 Cent. They're petty, petty kings, all three of them. Yeah. And so I just, I want Derek Jackson to remain in the uh, obscurity that he's in and leave Cameron alone. Okay? That man has nothing but time to sit on the internet and drag you. Because the other thing I want to say about DMX, I don't remember if I said it before, other rappers are very protective of DMX. Mm-hmm. As, and it's like, you don't really see that a lot. When rappers, when, when rappers pass, you'll see people saying stuff, but like, there are people who don't really be talking that much, and they just be like, oh, okay. Though the, the hip-hop community, from what I can see, has an immense level of respect for DMX. And, you know, based on the stories we've heard and stuff that people have said, it seems like despite his, his drama, his stuff, his whatever, he was a genuinely good person that was respected by everyone despite whatever he had going on with himself and so i feel as if you know people need to tread lightly because the people are ready to come for your neck 
if you think you're gonna sit somewhere and talk wild about that man or dishonor his name the people they will not have it they will not have it too shut, shut the whole thing down. Just, just shut up i was like why well, can't run in Derek jackson's comments going crazy like this i'm like relax relax but Derek should also relax like the, you you're you're a social pariah sir dmx is not the time for you to be trying to shimmy out of the obscurity into the light okay shut up mind your business stay over there leave dmx out of it please he doesn't know you you don't know him go somewhere else find something to do okay um speaking of rappers play for pray for black rob um like whoa if you don't know who black rob is pray for him um i saw a video two videos actually one video where they were asking him like how he feels about dmx i guess this was this week or right after it was first announced that dmx was in the hospital and was on life support or whatever black rob not doing good he looked very very skinny very tired like i thought he had cancer honestly like he that's how he looked he looked that like frail to me and like they didn't say like what was going on with him but um i saw another video that was made a couple days later where he was saying he's had like multiple strokes over the last couple of years and um that he was kind of homeless um and like just didn't really have like a stable life situation going on but yeah he, he looked he didn't look good and for a man who is not that old because black robin i think uh uh dmx are about the same age i don't think there's that much uh difference in age like black black rob looks like you know life has dealt him a hard a hard hand um in the last couple of years and so just prayers up for him uh i saw um there was a gofundme um, that somebody set up for him. Fifty thousand dollars, yeah. Hmm. For fifty thousand, yeah. Yeah, just to you know help him get some help and and you know whatever. Yeah, he's fifty one. He's not even that old. Him and DMX was about the same age. So to see that you know he's looking so, you know, stricken almost was, was kind of sad because I mean he was just when, when did they do that Bad Boy reunion tour? I mean it was like two or three years ago, but still it's like to see that he's looking so like physically. Um, challenged. It was very sad to see. So yeah, prayers up for Black Rob. Um, also, prayers up for the Vincentian Massive. Um, so if you didn't know, um, La Soufouere in um, St. Vincent erupted this week. And, you know, the folks had to be evacuated. Cruise ships were coming to the island to take people off. Um, some people didn't leave when they were supposed to leave. So now, you know, they're trying to evacuate um more people and they were having difficulties doing that when i last saw on i think it was friday um it, it's wild um wa just watching the cars trying to get to the points where they could like get off the island was the same it just makes you realize how like islands are hard when something like this happens because there's nowhere to go like it's not like you know a large country like america or can there's nowhere to go yeah like you can't yeah you, you do is leave the actual country you you have to leave the actual country like you just have to go somewhere um the ash is so bad that like yesterday some people were posting pictures of barbados and it looked like nighttime at 1 p.m because saint vincent of barbados is so close when the air is blowing the ash comes over like it's insane so prayers up for saint vincent and for the surrounding islands who are dealing with the aftermath of this um volcano eruption my friend who was uh, from st vincent she was saying that they knew about this since december because i guess you know the people who study the size size whatever the word is seismologists 
that's the word I believe they had been saying they would been predicting an eruption is going to happen in the next couple of months given the activity that's happening and she was kind of saying you know the government in St. Vincent did not <clears throat> do enough in her opinion to prepare people because her whole family lives in St. Vincent still and they were they were able to evacuate and they're safe and that's great but you know she was saying that you know more precautions could have been taken to get people out faster and sooner than when they did so prayers up for st vincent i know there's a um a drive in brooklyn of course because that's where all the west indians are there is a drive in brooklyn to donate um items to like volcano relief so um when we post the podcast i'll have mark um include the flyer okay in the post so people can see and i think they're doing it between this week this whole week coming up between now and the 18th. So if you have stuff like they're asking for like, you know, cleaning supplies, um, you know, water, sanitary items, things of that nature. So if you have anything like that, that you want to donate, there's a drop off spot in Brooklyn somewhere. And we'll include that when we post the podcast, um, info. Um, what else? What yeah, else? Prayers is- to everybody's family. Yes. Prayers to everybody's family. Um, I'm not clear if anyone died. I hope no one did, but if they did, you know, rest in peace to them. And, you know, prayers up to their families and whatever. Um, and not whatever. I didn't mean to say whatever, but y'all know what I mean. Um, <laughs> so this is completely random, but I felt like I wanted to talk about it because I, I, yeah. So if you remember like 11 or 12 years ago, Jay-Z and Alicia Keys were performing an Empire State of Mind at a, at a VMAs, MTV Awards, one of them things. And Lil Mama um, of Lip Gloss's Poppin' Fame. Um, what? That is the song she's most popular for. Will we correct? Not long ago. <laughs> I'm not lying. And she was left eye in a TLC movie, which was super cute. Um, she's done other things. I'm not trying to shade I'm, I'm not trying to shade her, but like just I'm just trying to use the most easily recognizable references for people to understand what I'm saying. So what you know about me? What you what you know about? And that's Eggs, Bacon, Grits song. Yeah. I love eggs, it. Bacon, Grits. I love this. Eggs, Bacon, Grits. Sausage. Eggs, Bacon, Grits. I love that song. Um, so anyway, uh, Lil Mama did an interview somewhere. And it came up that, um, I guess they talked about the fact that, you know, did she feel like her career has been derailed since that moment where she ran up on the stage uh, uninvited and you know if you see the videos of the other angles like you can see that Beyonce tried to stop her from going up there so like you know does she feel that her career was derailed or negatively impacted as a result and she kind of was like yeah you know I apologize to Jay-Z but he never responded to my apology or acknowledged that he received it and I was just kind of like um Hey, whoever the interviewer was is messy for asking her about that because we all know her career was impacted. Like, what's the point of the question? We all know that, like, people have been dragging Lil Mama for 12 years off of that one moment. Like, Lil Mama got to be, what, 31, 32 at this point? And people are dragging her off of something she did when she was, like, 17. To this day, still dragging her. They Because I remember when she went on the uh, Breakfast Club and she was crying, and they dragged her for that crying. Like, people still use that crying picture of her on the breakfast club as a meme so i'm just like little mama been getting dragged for a very 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 long time and um i just felt like the interviewer was a a mess for asking her about it and then i also felt as if the um 
her like did you expect jay-z to respond to you did you expect like what were you looking for like how do you like are you like i'm just trying to understand why we still talk about this at this point in time like that's what i want to know i i think that you uh you might have misconstrued your relationship with, with Jay-Z. <laughs> right. Like maybe you misunderstood like what it was or like, and I mean, I would like to think that at this juncture, Jay-Z is not still holding on to this or feeling I petty or is. any of those things. But like, but he also is like, why am I addressing this? Right. Like he doesn't address anything. So I'm also like, well, what, what would, what would motivate him to address there's this nothing, particular situation? nothing for him to address that. Yeah. Like I and just, exactly, he, he doesn't just do interviews he has to control over. Right. So he's, he's right. never going to address it. Right. And like, if he never acknowledged it, then at this point, it is what it is. And he's not going to acknowledge it after I found out what, what she's trying to do also. What she trying to do what? So she's trying to start a heterosexual rights movement against um, LGBTs who, who bully homosexuals. Um, who, who, bully, who bully heterosexuals. Right. So she might have a concern or seen something or witnessed something or felt something about something that might have happened. That is quite tone deaf right now. <laughs> you should probably simmer down. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I would, I, like she was like, I'm gonna do it, I'm I'm gonna have a heterosexual rights movement against LGBTs who bully. And it's like and even even what she was saying about bullying, she was like, Yeah, they're talking about her hair and everything. I was like, people from LGBT are freaking dying. They're, they're getting murdered. You, you have to simmer down. It's not the same. You're not, you're not getting mur- murdered by LGBT for being heterosexual. They're getting murdered. You have to relax. <laughs> you have to simmer down. <laughs> Even, I, I'm, I'm not negating you might have been bullied by somebody, <laughs> and you might have thrown, but you have to relax. You have to relax. It, it's not. It's 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 tone deaf. It's not necessary at the time. They're getting murdered. You're, you're, it's not the same. It, 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 it's not the same. It's I have same. true perplexment. Like I really, it's, it's, I, it's, it's like it's like we're we're talking about racism and white person this. Yeah, but the black people they they, they treat me they treat me bad when I'm old at school. Yes, it's not the same. Right. It's it's. <laughs> yes, maybe some black people were mean to you. That doesn't make fun of me. It's not the same. It's not the it's same not as like say that we can't dance. It's not the same, right? It's just not you. You can't. You might can't dance. That might be correct. Yes, but well, it's not. It's, it's not, not enough to same. start a whole it's movement not, it's, over. It's not the same as institutional racism. Like it's just. It's, it's not, just it's not. Like there's levels. There's levels, the and that's and you 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 putting that out there as a public figure is tone deaf. You saying that is mad tone deaf. You have to relax. I I don't. I honestly don't know what to say. Like I'm. I'm just wow, 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 little mama. Wow. But to, wow. Wow, sis. Just pick a struggle. Like, I feel like you keep. The movement not necessary to protect yourself and other heterosexuals from being bullied by the LGBTQ plus community. I just. I, I'm going to have to read more about this because I'm really trying to get some understanding she about says, your fight what so this hard is. to be respected, and some of you not all get a kick out of bullying people for having an opinion. How they dress, how how their hair or makeup looks, and how much money they have. There are so many people afraid to give their honest opinion because if they do, LGBT will hear what they want to hear and take statements out of context. I don't have to prove myself to remind people that I love ones. But you're you you're being tone deaf. They're they're doing that because they're being murdered. They're doing that because of how, like they're they're constantly laws against them. 
right and i'm not and i'm not disputing that some lgbt correct. plus people be taking it entirely right. too far that's what and be making everything lgbtq uh, phobic when it absolutely is not. I'm not disputing that at all. That is factual. That's why I said she might have valid concerns about right, but it's just like, to, but you have to relax. But like, you're, yeah, you're, 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 like read the room. Yeah, like the, now the is room, now is not the time, on. and it's like you're not, you you but you're you're concerned about what's going on, not realizing what they're going through. So but like you like, but this is why she will never be forgiven or not be dragged for this because it's like you don't realize. Not, like read the room. Read the room. Like the stuff you found yourself in, where people are dragging you, it's because you haven't read the room. You, you keep keep saying like you keep like no, you read the room. Read, read the, just on. read the room. Like now this the is not the time. Why you got people are upset with you because you got jumped up with Jay Z, Alicia Keys because you didn't read the room. You just got up there. You just got up there, and like even when Jay Z was looking at you, like, baby, what is you doing? You didn't read the room. You didn't read the room. You didn't read. And do I think that people dragged it for entirely too long over that? Yes, I do. But it's like again, you got to learn to read the room, sis. And sometimes this this ain't this ain't it, honey. Just just pick a struggle. I just want sis to pick a struggle because this one can't be. Like, don't have a can't don't be have, the one. Like don't have an Asperger's level of not reading the room. Yeah, like don't do that. And no shade to the Asperger's people out there. We love y'all and we respect it. But you have a a reason why reading the room is hard. Yeah. She don't have no Asperger's to my knowledge. So read the room, girl. Um, yeah, I. Somebody go 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 around little mama house. She she all right because she she doing a lot right now. Um, yeah, but like but like that that's that's my whole thing. I'm it's like, just too much. It's I'm too like, much. I, I get like too much. Even if you have a valid concern or or your experience, like just read what's going on. See why like they're they're doing this for a reason. Of course, a lot of them go too far. A lot of them do not. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are just fighting for just right. right. Like, just take up your issues with the people that have offended you personally. Yeah, not the whole movement. Like, I'm not sure it needs to be a whole like movement, but okay, girl. If okay, all right, I I, I guess there's, there's always there's always growing pains when people are trying to get rights. It's right, people who like who take it too far as people. It, it, it's always the case. Right, right. You, you don't destroy the whole movement. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's because, it's because people take it too far. Like this, just—I don't think this is what she should be focusing your energy on. We still need rights, regardless. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> she's a very talented person, in my opinion, as an actress, as a rapper. Like, girl, I need you to be focusing on jobs, okay? I need you to be focusing on income building. Yeah. I this ain't this ain't what you need to be focusing on. Like, what's, what's you just keep putting yourself back. It's like every time she takes a step forward to where people start to forget about the nonsense that she's done in the past. She does something that brings it back up again. Be like, see, but this is why she's doing this because she still ain't learned. And I'm just like, pick a struggle, Miss Little Mama. Please, we beg. Um, let's talk a little bit about this versus from last weekend: Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Isley Brothers, with Steve Harvey as the host and DJ D Nice as the DJ for the evening. First of all, D Nice is an amazing DJ. If I ever had money to afford D Nice for something, I would absolutely um, hire him. I'm sure his his stock has gone up significantly. Regular people can't afford him anymore, unless you just you know have a really large budget. No, his, his stock went up since he did since he started that. club quarantine. Yeah. So uh, you know he did like a DMX set or two over the, has he or has been doing them over the course of the weekend since um it was announced that DMX passed. But yeah, um, he was a DJ for the evening. Did a great job. Um, Steve Harvey was the host. People was mad at Steve Harvey because he was talking a lot. But I'm like. Y'all know Steve Harvey talk a lot, so I'm not sure why anybody's surprised that he came there and talked a lot. Yeah, like it, it was, Steve Harvey's going Steve Harvey. I mean, it was it was it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. First, first, and honestly, like like it was entertaining. I think that if 
And he was just a person who was just a fan. And yes, like, he was a f- big fan. He was just excited to be there. Yes, he, he was, was happy to be in the room. He was like, I'm happy to be here. Like, that was the best <laughs> night of Steve Harvey's life. Like, not the, not the night he got married to his wife, not the night none of his kids was born. That night, being able to sing a song with Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley Brothers, that was the highlight of Steve Harvey's life he, right there. He, 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 was, he, was, he got his life. He went home happy, yes. okay? Happy. He's having the time of his life. So let's talk about how this is, I think, arguably the longest verses since they started. It it started on time at eight and they kept going till after midnight. Yeah. Like I was like, good God, they are in here. And they was giving performance. First of all, let's start at the beginning. When they when Steve Harvey introduced them, I said, Where's Ron Isley? And Mark and his father was like, That's him. I'm like, No, it's not. That's one of the other brothers. Where is Ron Isley? And then, like, maybe five minutes later, Steve directly addressed him, and he started talking. I said, is that Mr. Asley? Is that Mr. Biggs? I said, oh, wow. Wow. I see how he pulled his wife. (laughs) Yo, first of all, the fact that my dude was sitting there with a hat, sunglasses, full gray beard, and the chinchilla just chilling with the can. I said, you know what? Too much sauce. Too much sauce. There's too much swag dripping off of Ron Isley. Like, I see how he bagged that wife that's like 36 years younger than him. I see it. I get it. Because I've never thought Mr. Isley was a good-looking man. I just was like, he's he just looked like an old man. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. like, th- on Sunday night, I was like, okay. I, I get the appeal. I see it. I understand. Not for me. But I get the appeal. I could see it because I was like, he looks young. Like, that beard, even though it was grayed, gray, it makes him look younger than when he was doing the the down low in the in the contagious videos. Um, his brother Ernie still got it on that guitar. It's not a game out here in these streets. Um, Verdine from Earthman and Flyer hair hair laid hair stays laid. He was giving us outfits. He was giving us pearls. He was giving us ankles which were moisturized because I don't like when men be wearing the crop pants with the shoes and then their ankles be ashy. That bothers me. Like, if you want to have it out intentionally, like, I can understand if you, like, took the socks off at the last minute, but, like, this look is not sock-friendly. So, like, de-ash the ankles. And Verdine's team de-ash the ankles, and I very much respected that. Um, They all got the vocals. They all can still sing down, which I appreciate, considering that these men are, like, 70-plus and have been doing music for 50-plus years. Like, it was just a very, very, like, smooth, enjoyable, like... You know, if you grew up like around older black folk or even your parents and just listening to the kind of music they played, even at our age, it was like, oh, yes, these are the jams right here. Yes, God. Like some of the songs I didn't even know were like Earth, Wind and Fire or Isley Brothers songs. Like I've heard them constantly like over commercials and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, or in movies. And I'm like, oh, I never knew that was them. I never knew who that was. So just, you know, the fact that they played so many legendary songs and there were still songs that were left off. Because when they were talking about how many albums they've made, like, you know, they've made 28 albums, 45 albums. It's like, how do you even pick 20 songs off of that? But it was a really, really enjoyable versus. Like, it was a nice, like, post-Easter dinner, like, chill at the house, catch a vibe. Um, Avery was dancing her life away to um the songs like she was literally jamming like she was at the club she i think mark has a video of her dancing to one of the i don't i remember which song it was but she was like this is my issue right here i'm jamming she's like dance mommy dance daddy so she she's obviously she's a fan of the isley brothers and earth wind and fire um 
you know, it was it was just super cool. Like Steve Harvey was the right person to have as a host. You know, there was a part of it where Steve Harvey said something about, oh, you know, back in the day, back in the 70s, when they was playing this music in the clubs, like you wanted the DJs to play slow music and take off some of that up-tempo music because that's how you was able to dance with the girls and talk with the girls when they playing that up-tempo music it was the men dancing with men almost because the ladies were like off to the side he was like ain't no men dancing with men ain't no wasn't no men dancing with men back in the 70s and people were like oh here goes steve being homophobic and i was like i don't i don't am i the only one who didn't take it that way because I did not take it as homophobic. I took it as literally... He, he was in context about what's going on. Yeah, he was talking in context of yeah, like he, what he, he was doing he, in he, the he, clubs. He wasn't talking about homosexuality at all. And, how, how, and the way to get the women was to kind of slow dance and be all up on them when the slow songs came on. When he's talking about guys dancing with guys, he's talking about heterosexual men talking, dancing with homosexual men because they're scared to dance with girls. Yes. That's or just kind of standing off in the corners, bopping to songs, but not really dancing with the girls because they're too nervous to talk to the girls. Yeah, that's, that's what he's Like, about. I did not take it as anything homophobic. So when I saw them comments, I was like, what is everybody talking about? Like, y'all putting 20 on 10 here. Yeah. And I'm not really sure. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's what Steve meant at all. Yeah, like I didn't. I, it wasn't until I saw the comments on the internet where people were saying, "I was like, oh, that's that's what he was saying," because I did not, I did not read into that at all the yeah. way that y'all are reading into it at this very moment. But overall, yeah. it was a very very good versus. I don't think they posted yet um, what the numbers are because you know DMX DMX's uh, you know hospitalization and passing kind of took over the the news feed this week. You know, Swiss is. And Swiss and DMX are very, very, you know, close. So yeah. I'm sure he was like, just can't even think about any of that DMX right now. He used to take Swiss with him when he used to go rob people. Huh? He used to take Swiss with him when he used to go rob people. When he used to go rob people. Yeah, y'all got to watch that Rough Riders documentary if you haven't watched it. Like, the way DMX tells the story about him robbing people, it's hilarious. Like, you know, sorry to the people that got robbed. But this, the way the story is told, it's funny as all get out. Yeah, people with but it, like it just just you know the way DMX talk like it's just very matter of fact very straight face just like that makes it even funnier it's it's the best honestly um but I know on Instagram while we were on it had reached like 400 something k and I'm curious to know how many people were watching on Triller because I'm like it seemed like everybody was watching that Earth Wind and Fire versus based on the timeline so I would love to know what the final numbers were and see like if this was their biggest versus yet but I would say it's up there with the with the Beanie Man and Bounty Killer, with the Brandy and the Monica, with the Patty and the and the uh, Gladys, and with the uh, Snoop and DMX. It's one of the ones that I would absolutely go back and watch again, um, as long as it was because it was su- it was such a vibe, and you know to see like both groups like singing along to their records and kind of giving you a performance tea and like to hear that they still have it vocally was really exciting so i think the next one is what the next one is uh uh man versus um Whitman. oh that's the next one i thought it was the one with uh escape and uh that's after, that's a man. i don't know if i'm gonna watch that one honestly which one the escape versus who is the escape versus swv, SWV? Because Coco's voice, like, irritates me, and I've said that before. And I don't want to hear Candy Burris singing. No disrespect. But, ooh, her voice sets me off, too. So I don't know if I'm going to watch that. I might I might not. But Red Man versus Method Man, I want to see that. Because that's going to be pure hilarity. Yeah. Um, that's, that's next week, right? Yeah, 420. 420. Um, the marijuana is legal in New York. I won't be smoking it. But, you know, for the people who, who will be, you know, enjoy yourselves. 
smoke responsibly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do. How long are we at? Long time. So no, we started. We started at two. It's two forty-five. Oh, it's not that long. Come on. Um. So yeah, we were gonna wrap this thing up. So new music, new music, new music. Um. So Miguel, the singer of Edorn and other beautiful songs. Um. He also sang "Remember Me" from Coco, which I want to watch again. If you want to cry, go watch that. Like you will be bawling. Okay, bawling. Um. He put out a new album, Art Dealer Chic Four. I'm gonna get into that this week while I'm out and about in the streets. Um, that was the only album that came out this week that I was interested in. Um, then um, the Isley Brothers, they put out a song, Friends and Family, with Snoop Dogg. It was kind of the verses was the lead out, the, the leading to the rollout for um, putting out the song. It's cute. It's very cute. It's very nice. Very jazzy. It's a very Snoop Dogg and the Isley Brothers is an appropriate combo. For sure. Um, Ari Lennox and Queen Nigel got a song together called Set Em Up. Um, I like both of their singing voices, so it's cute. Um, and that was all that was going on really in the world of music. It was kind of quiet this week. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for some stuff to get into, those are, those are some options. Uh, and that was really it for, uh, all the things on the docket. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Um, address, spring up, anything coming up, anything that people know, need to know about? Um, we are going to be on a podcast, Mark and I, as guests. I don't know what it's called. Um, like, like, this is for people on, um, YouTube because it'll be out by the time. It'll be out by what time? We, uh, like I, I think I don't. It's, it's Facebook Live, so it'll be out tonight. Yes. So tell the people so they can go watch it later. Well, I guess I'll tell people on YouTube. Yes, tell the people on YouTube, and I mean the people listening to the podcast on Tuesday when it drops, they can always go back and watch it too. Yeah. So we're gonna be guests on a podcast. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Um, I'll, I'll give you the information for it now. Um, it's about relationships. That's that's what I know, or that's what we'll be talking about. I don't even know if the podcast is about relationships. I just know that that's what we will be talking about when we go there. Um, it's Diamond Connection Centers. It's um, we're going to be talking about how to be in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, on the podcast, it's uh, called Diamond Cash Incentives. That's the name of the company. The actual okay. podcast name is Diamond Cash Podcast. The Diamond Cash Podcast. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's um, you can look, you can go to the Diamond Cash Incentives um Facebook page. Yes, they're going to be going live at 7 o'clock. 7.30. 7.30. And we will be there, assumedly. To talk about relationships. Talk about relationship things. We'll be the couple in question. Yes, we'll be the couple in question. Hopefully, uh, we won't look crazy to people. Yes. When how, we were talking. How will this will go? Who knows? Nobody knows. This is our, <laughs> this is our first time guesting on somebody else's thing um, as a couple talking about this. So it'll be very interesting to see where this goes. I have no idea what they're going to... I don't know if they have like prescribed questions or if this is just going to be a real organic conversation i don't really know but i guess we're gonna see i guess we'll see i guess we'll see all right y'all um i'm doing weird things because i'm sleepy and in desperate need of a nap so i'm gonna pack this thing up respectfully um and take it home so hope you enjoyed listening us listening to us today we thank you for your support Follow us on the socials, All Love No Fear Pcast on um, Instagram, All Love No Fear P1 on Twitter, All Love No Fear Podcast on Facebook. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I don't know what Mark's doing over here. There's a lot of movement to my right. But yeah, that's, that's that on that. So until next time, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, we bid you adieu. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey.